Let's go. Bingetown, how we feeling tonight? It's your boy Dave here with co-host Kyle and Alki. We are back again here to bring you more anime content with Attack on Titan episode 84, Night of the End. For those listening to the podcast for the first time, Alki and myself, say hello, Alki. What's going on? We have finished the manga while our rookie watcher Kyle, say hello, Kyle. What's going on? <laughs> has only watched the anime has not read any of the manga no need to worry though we will not be spoiling anything from the manga now this episode to me was probably the most emotional episode of the new season uh, most of the episode takes place around a campfire and there were quite a few moments where i'm just kind of sitting there and i'm just thinking to myself damn you know gene hanji and reiner are all going through it and it's just crazy to see all of these people sitting down eating a meal together and how they interact with one another we're breaking down barriers here, and I want to start with our rookie watcher, Kyle, his opinion. I just really like the the style of the episode. I like the campfire. I think it was just very interesting. Yeah, Yelena continues to be an interesting character. It, she was kind of out of the fray for a little bit there, but now she's kind of stirring the pot again. And yeah, it's just like a lot of interesting character interactions, especially they're in this circle. So they're all kind of looking at each other. And I really like this scene when it just like goes to each of them. They each kind of get their spotlight. I thought that was interesting. It really reminds me of the Game of Thrones. Like, ah, right, yeah, <laughs> sorry. I wanted to cut you off. I knew you were going to say it, but it reminded me of the Game of Thrones. Like right at the end, everyone comes together to fight the what the White Walkers. The title, the episode's title, Night of the End, just kind of already implies that this is going to be the last. It wasn't really a good moment, but last like at home moment they'll have, I guess, where they're all together eating. So I, I thought it was an interesting episode for sure. Alki, I'm sorry to cut you off. Cut your no, opinion off. No, it's okay. Yes, it reminds me of the while it's a poorly received season of eight, season eight of Game of Thrones, episode two of season eight to me is one of my favorite episodes because we got to see all these interactions with characters that never really interacted before or hadn't interacted in for us years in the show seasons, right? And they sang the high in the halls of the king, <laughs> and that shit was banging. Yeah. And and this show, this episode reminded me of that a lot. So I really enjoyed this episode too. I thought it was fun, like not fun, but I thought it was, it was just cool to see these characters interact just like Game of Thrones, Annie, Reiner, Connie, Mikasa, all these people haven't sat together like this since before they betrayed them. Right. So it was a great, um, it was a great reconnection. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Do you know well, remember the uh, um, excuse me? Though, do you remember the name of season eight, episode two of Game of Thrones? The Long Night. No, it's called A Night of the Seven Kingdoms. Okay. okay. Mm. Oh, right, because uh, Brianna Tarth became a knight. Yeah, correct. Cool. Love the callbacks. Um, this episode, while like I said, we only hang around a campfire. I feel like there was a lot of emotional details that we're going to be covering, so we'll try and take it slow because there were a lot of heartfelt moments and I want to make sure we get the uh, reactions from everybody here. Um, but to start, we open with Gene in his cell. It's pre-planned from the last episode. He's thinking about retirement life, not caring about what anyone has to say about him and providing the good life to his family. Kyle, did you notice who the wife was? <laughs> uh, I honestly, it looked like Mikasa. Yeah, it wasn't like we didn't get to see her eyes, but I think the figment yeah. is supposed to represent Mikasa. Does that do anything for you? Do you think that's going to be the? Uh... It's interesting that that's his like fantasy dream life. He's always had that crush on her, you know. Of course, it's got to be yeah. with Mikasa. <sighs> you wanted to say something, Al? <laughs> uh, well, 
apparently like you saw a scar i was reading the comments and i want to mm-hmm. talk about this later because the comments are funny as shit on spongebob <laughs> and it's just like it's just like of course Jesus was Mikasa and all this shit and yeah, it's, just, yeah. it's just funny <laughs> so hanji is trying to get his attention while he's in his cell and he's telling him to meet up with her uh but gene is denying he heard anything as he struggles to decide whether doing nothing or stopping Aaron is more important uh, to him. Eventually, he decides to meet with Hanji and Mikasa, and Hanji is thanking them for their valiant efforts and lays everything out, saying she is working with the car titan to stop Aaron. Genocide, no matter how you spend it, is wrong, and Mikasa agrees right away. Jean is asking about the future, however. Aaron's going to have the founding titan for another four years. There are still going to be targets of the the world's hatred, and the quote he uses is, if we don't destroy the island for good, who knows when they'll destroy us? It'll stir the world more than Willie Tiber's speech, which he has a point. Unless Aaron wipes out legitimately everyone, there's always going to be that group of people that are going to still kind of maybe potentially rise up or still view them as the devils for what they are. And Gene's still floating in between. This is, again, pre-planned. So he was floating between just the retirement life yeah. and tr- tr- making these decisions. No comments from the boys there. So we'll not keep really. Going. Yeah. My only comment is that, uh, and I think you're about to probably say this, but there was no theme song today. Yeah. So episode. I was going to call that out because it felt it it went well. You know, the it was supposed to be a very set, like a sad episode, and the the hardcore rock music, death metal, like wouldn't have really fit the theme of the episode. So I liked how they started rolling the credits as Gene's kind of talking about this retirement life and making these decisions kind of give us a quick uh like you know cliffhanger before we actually started the episode yeah. I'm, I'm glad we got to see a little bit of of gene's mindset before making that decision because we don't obviously didn't get to see any of it yeah gene is defending aaron's actions slightly here but hanji lays her fist down again reinforcing the genocide is wrong hanji delivers this excellent speech here about she is considered wanting also to forget everything and just live but she's still the leader of the scouts at the end of the day. She feels that those who have given their hearts for humanity's freedom are still watching her. And even though most of them died without knowing there was life beyond the walls, none of them would be so self-centered as to say, as long as the Island has its freedom, that's all that matters. There is only the only chance to stop the slaughter is now. And as she's giving this speech, we see all of the fallen scouts from the past. We see Erwin Hans uh, and Jean sees Marco, which really got me going a little bit there in my tear jerker yeah and gene said he forever will be a scout and this is where we were supposed to get the interesting but we did but i another excellent speech given by hanji here the show is so good at just pulling out your emotions just through their words not only just actions that we've seen with you know character deaths but just emotional speeches as well and hanji gives one of the best ones here to be honest i thought it was a little bit like low-handed and manipulative to bring up the scouts and be like they wouldn't want this Mm -hmm. because like they had no concept of this situation yeah so some of them could have been yeah like who knows how they would have reacted to the fact that everyone that they know was put like on this basically prison of an island to get slaughtered eventually like how i mean i get what she's getting at and it's just my first thought was how do you know that it feels a little manipulative uh, that's a good point, but I think an important piece of her monologue here is that she came to them as a friend, not as a leader, mm-hmm. and she was just reasoning 
with everything and she asked for their help not ordered it you know what i mean this was a therapy session it felt like to me like she just wanted to let someone know how she was herself feeling in this moment and it worked even better because john as much as he doesn't want to admit it might also see those people too looking down on him and that's why he's kind of guilty about making the decision of the retirement life and when he eventually sees Marco, it's that snap. So it did work in Hanji's favor that she was saying the exact right words for to flip John's perspective. But I see what you're also saying, Kyle. I don't think she was manipulating them, though. I mean, yeah. I think that she was like, I mean, okay, gonna- manipulating probably has too negative of a connotation, but she's obviously trying to convince them, which mm-hmm. involves a level of manipula- you know, manipulating their emotions. Mm-hmm. She wants I mean, them to say yes and join her. But she says, I'm going to basically, I think she's saying, I'm going to do this. You can help me or not. Yeah. And, but obviously, if she had to pick, she would choose them being with her. So she's going to use some level of emotional manipulation to get them to agree. Yeah. Like she, she didn't harp really yeah, all that I much on the retirement a, life. She only yeah. harped on the fact of. The, I don't necessarily think it's a bad thing, but I think it was definitely what she was thinking about. Yeah, I can see where you're okay. coming from, but I'm I'm on your side, Alki. I see where Kyle's coming from, but I'm on your side, Alki. Yeah, um, I don't. Yeah. Back in the present, the OG Scouts and the Marlins are about to share a meal around the infamous campfire we've been talking about so much already. There's tension right away as the racist himself, Magath, is continuing to just hate on the people of Paradise. To which Gene, of course, overreacts. Not overreacts. Rightfully, yeah. acts and gets pissed. And it's a back and forth between him and Magath, who is just completely wrong here. It just like I was kind of liking Magath for a little bit. And then this was just another reminder that he's a fucking scumbag. So I'm back on the hate train of Magath. I don't know how you feel. Yeah, I thought the same thing. Like I I was saying for the past couple episodes, like I'm excited to see how they're going to interact. Like I like how he's been, you know, the war. He was cool when the invasion and all that when Aaron went berserk and he was manning the sniper with uh peak and all that. And now you see his true colors and he's still just a complete piece of shit. Like how can you not realize that no matter what happened 2000 years ago, Aaron would not be trying to eradicate human life. If it wasn't for the fact that you sent these people to fuck his life up, basically, you know what yeah. I mean? And, and it's like, you're the first domino dude. And he yeah. takes no credibility, <laughs> credibility, for this at all because the blood is as much on his hands as it is on everyone else's Mm -hmm. and he is just deflecting all of the of the accountability and it was disappointing to see but i don't expect anything more you know what i mean he is a marlian he calls them devils even after all this shit he's calling them devils in front of um reiner annie gabby and falco who are supposedly on his side so really he's saying it to them too it's just like all sorts of fucked up yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, fuck him. Anji slightly diffuses the tension of Gene and Magath, but then Annie refuses that tension and asks whether the scouts will actually be able to kill Aaron. Armin says that he at least wants to talk to Aaron, of course, being as soft as always. It's like, dude, we are so far past, at least in my perspective, we're just so past the point of talking to Aaron. It's like, why are you doing this? And he says that if the Marlins are going to kill Aaron, Aaron, their hesitation for answering the question already shows that they're going to try and step in and stop them if they try to kill Aaron. Mikasa gets pissed at this point in time for being called out as Aaron's lapdog, essentially. Thankfully, the stew is ready and no fighting breaks out, but uh, it's 
again, this tension that we've seen that was bound to happen with these groups of people coming in and no one is really going to see eye to eye, especially Annie, who just literally her only objective is to see her father. She does not give a fuck about anybody else, which I don't understand yeah. still to why she would clings to him. But yeah, it, it just like falls flat, especially comparatively. Like when it was the episode when she first broke out of the ice and I was like, oh, she has this backstory we didn't know about and it's interesting. But then like when we get to the circle, like she says that and we know the tension and what everyone else around her has been through. And it's kind of like, I don't give a fuck about Annie's dad. Yeah. Me neither. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah it's weird, but she uses that point to kind of say to Mikasa, I understand where you're coming from. I only care about my dad. You only yeah. care about Aaron. So, um, yeah, I just want to make that point. Also, I I don't really think Annie was talking to the scouts. I thought she directed the quest question directly to Mikasa. I thought she mm. said, Mikasa, will you be able to kill Aaron? And then she was like, I want to talk to him first or whatever. And then Armin backed that up. I yeah, think you're Armin's right a there. pussy. I think you're right. I think there. Armin's a bitch. But no, he's not a pussy. Damn. It's just like, dude, like, it's like too shonen, right? I know it's categorized as a shonen, but come on, man. People are dying, getting eaten. There's people turning into titans. There's racism. You know what I mean? Like, like how many no... minutes away is Aaron from stepping foot on the first settlement of people outside of paradise and yeah. just crushing them? Like you don't have yeah. time to talk, you know? Yeah. What do you want? What are you gonna do? Like rehash all good times about when you guys used to look at your history book? You know what like, I'm saying? Like, get out of here. I'm thinking of all the times that Armin has suggested to talk, and I'm thinking of like the time with Bertolt didn't do anything. Didn't work. Like, yeah. Yeah. Aaron <laughs> didn't work, but that was obviously Aaron's. But it's just, it never works out. And it's just so frustrating to see that he continues to do this. Who knows? Um, as they Aaron eat, needs some tough love and it needs to come from Mikasa. And we'll see how that plays out. But I mean, is tough love not talking to him? Or is tough love murdering him? I mean, because the that's, greater I mean, good, that, that sounds like you're on Mikasa and Armin's side. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't really know. I, I, I just, I obviously know what's going to happen. What I'm saying is, at this point in time in the story, there's no room for negotiation. Okay, it's either you're going to stop this or we're going to stop it ourselves. And that's yeah. the way I think that Annie sees it, and I think she's right. You know, yeah. her reasoning might be wrong because of her dad. Like, who cares? There's a lot more at stake than just your father. But ultimately, either you're going to stop or we're going to do it for you is, I think, the only way this is going to end. Because I agree that genocide is wrong. No matter why, no matter what, and I know I keep rambling, but I understand why Aaron's at this point, but that doesn't make yeah. his actions correct. So that's it. Yeah. As they eat, they discuss where Aaron is heading, and this is where they start to question Yelena. Magath and Peek shed light on Yelena's background saying she was originally just an ordinary Marleyan, but the moment she met Zeke, she suddenly started pretending to be from a country annexed by Marley. Basically, uh, Peak said that she was disappointed with Marley thinking that she had this fairy tale in her mind about saving the world with Zeke and Yelena backfires immediately saying everyone here is no better acting all righteous, even though all of them have blood on their hands. She calls out each one of them, Reiner for destroying the walls, Annie for killing the, the scouts and the civilians and Stoas, Armin for wreaking havoc on the Marley port in the season four, part one and Jean for attempting to kill Falco with a thunder spear. And lastly, of course, Gabby for killing Sasha. And she's right. She, she's right. I mean, I hate to admit it, but Yelena is absolutely right here. I mean, 
they all got. She's also dead on when she's like, you know, every single person that's sitting here has been like allured by the concept of saving the world. Like you want it's being the person that saves millions of lives and knowing that like there's actually a chance you could do it. Like everyone here has felt that they wanted to do it. I like how it went to Gabby and Falco kind of right as they were saying that, too, because that's kind of like Gabby's kind of thing is that she wants to save the world. Mm-hmm. Gina's not she's a fraud she is well, of course yeah. <laughs> well i mean of course yeah that she's goes a fraud. i mean and also the whole time i was watching that i'm like she's a fucking simp she created this whole ideology she made it up this is yelena yelena because she wanted to please zeke you know what i mean and just like maggot she points the finger a lot but she doesn't point the finger at herself really yeah she's just as much responsible as maggot is yeah. you know what i mean and, and okay also slight tangent but why was she like rubbing peak's face i think it was like a sarcastic i think it was a sarcastic thing like that was whack like oh like, it was i think it was sarcasm it was like petting her she was just being um very she was being like showing her very like uh she was being sadistic yeah i think I like think. twisted yeah very yeah twisted. and and also like remember how peak um kind of picked her out of the invasion of libero yeah and and she kind of had this like hard on for yelena the whole time Mm -hmm. i think that maybe yelena was just playing on that another thing i want to just say it's not very serious but all this talk about sasha and stuff do you think that the overload of potatoes in the soup in the soup in the stew was a callback to sasha a little bit saying like you're here in spirit baby girl i I read that transition card and i knew you were going to comment about it dude all the transition cards are like about information and it's about the fucking soup i liked that too i I don't i don't think it was i mean little i think potatoes are legitimately the only thing they eat because we've seen the new over the seasons that whenever they get meat it's a like a treat yeah. so i think it's just potatoes for days for potatoes them. grow anywhere yes yeah and they keep gene does not let yelena get under his skin but she continues to dig deeper forcing reiner to recall the time that he allowed marco to get eaten and this was just so fucked up uh gene asks what his last words were and reiner says uh that they were quote unquote we haven't even talked this through <laughs> continuing the theme of talking this through which never i think this is on purpose obviously at this point in time to just show that talking things through is not what's going to solve these issues but reiner continues on admitting to his dual personality issue saying he was asking himself why marco was being eaten in the moment which infuriates gene and he just beats the living shit out of reiner and reiner takes i i took it as reiner willingly just accepting the blame for everything and again going to his like suicide suicidal tendencies he fucking hates himself i don't think he would ever stop anyone from like doing that to him for the reasons that gene had i i love reiner as a character man i feel bad like it's so fucked up i maybe it is to feel bad for him because of what he did but he has just grown a lot and he, his his remorse is greater than anyone else's in the show we've seen as, from mm-hmm. the outside of the paradise island yeah yeah definitely i think him um, and him and gene are probably the two most interesting characters yeah yeah at this point in the story um, aaron has is, is, is in his own tier and category tier, yeah, in course. a separate way but yeah i think the the constant rehash of the theme why can't we just talk about it is like let's think about real world right now right Ukraine and Russia, all these wars that happen in, in, in our life. 
you always have these people on Twitter with amongst conversation and like the family dinner table. You know, if only they could just talk about it, I'm sure something could get worked out, right? And in a perfect world, that is achievable. That could happen. And that would be the best solution. Mm-hmm. But there are other pieces of reality at play here. And unfortunately, it's just impossible to only talk about it for some things. Yeah. You know what I mean? And people act on emotion and people act to a higher power, whether that's like religion, whether that's their superior, the president, a king, whatever. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And, it, and I think that's what the writer, the author is trying to show us right here. It's just like, we're all people, they're people. And these problems, like, yeah, maybe at, from square one, a conversation could have helped work a lot of this shit out. But look where we've been and what has happened. And it's just beyond the point. The artist should just send copies of it the Attack on Titan to every soldier in Ukraine and Russia, and then they'll oh, realize yeah. that this is just no- worth nothing. <laughs> I don't think. I mean, he doesn't need to send it to the soldiers. He needs to send it every to the soldier that needs that a are copy. send it into their deaths. Honestly, I, I think a lot of them. To the founder of Titan. Oh my god! I've been seeing a lot of videos of of people of fucking like uh, anime stickers on people's equipment yeah. and shit. It's just so like legitimately surreal that that's. There a was thing. a World War Three that would just be the wave, at, like all the weebs fighting for the U.S. I mean, shit! If I had to get you know drafted and had a fight, and they gave me the option to put some fucking One Piece stickers and shit on the <laughs> shit, I mean, <laughs> why I not would. go out? Why not go out dripping? I would. Do if it. I was uh a fighter pilot i would call my my plane the going mary <laughs> mm, fun with that. that's a good yeah. one i would like that one all right gene unleashes a kick at the very end which gabby takes for reiner she's crying apologizing uh wanting she's apologizing for wanting to wipe the people of paradise island out and is begging the scouts to help him falco joins in also begging and gene just straight up leaves and magath sees Gabby's emotions and thinks to him, I hope has this moment of realization. Okay. If they can kind of see him also as non devils, maybe I can too. I don't think so. I don't think fully just yet, but this was a good starting point. I hope for maggots to see that. Fuck him. Yeah. He was definitely affected. Yeah. He was affected by it. That's a good way to put it. He's affected by it. So we'll see. But as of right now, we all are on the page of fuck maggoth. It's the next day, and Gene wakes up Gabby saying it's time to go. He's a fucking beast. He says, of course. Like, of course, I'm going to help you guys out. Love Bygones him. be bygones. Yep. And I I was definitely getting the kick out of him shaking Reiner awake, and Reiner's <laughs> just like limp, just like, because he's obviously healed at this point. And Gene even says, he's like, dude, you're fucking healed. Get the fuck up. Let's go. <laughs> Loved it. For the record, I didn't feel one ounce of, I didn't feel any i didn't feel bad at all that gabby got kicked i know she's a kid and all but i i didn't feel bad dude. <laughs> gabby has gabby's more than that now i thought it was hanji breaking it up and then i was like oh no hanji and then i saw it was gabby i was like ah <laughs> whatever <laughs> she's all done right. too much so where they are headed is uh this port which i f- don't know if we got the reason why they wanted to go to the port per se as mobitos have the blimp oh right right right. they want to get to the blimps and i guess start warning people outside of the uh paradise so they arrive at the port which is being controlled by armed jaegerus and here we get the final shot of the episode where the douchebag himself flock is holding a gun to kiyomi 
uh, as a Mobito's uh, head and he's holding her hostage. Who else? In his stupid new suit, too. Yeah, his stupid new suit. And I just want to clear things up. They look kind of cool. They look sick. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say, I don't know. Are they rocking like an updated version of what? um, No, it's anti-Titan gear. That's what they rocked when in the season four, part one, when they go. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like Kenny, that was kind of like what Kenny was rocking. Yeah, I like I love that. No, no, it's it's anti-Titan. It's like with the Thunder Spears instead of swords. And it's all it's what they were wearing when they invaded Lee Barrow. But except oh, okay. they're not wearing the scout jackets and shit. They're like in stealth mm. mode. And I think yeah. they're actually the same uniforms now that I think about it, but they're cool. They might also, be updated. I, they're probably yeah, updated. They, also, um, I think they want the blimp to see, to find out where the founding Titan is. Yeah, so they also they need to go, find Aaron. So that they could, I think they said that, to go okay. to go intercept him and talk oh. to him or whatever. I might have missed Well, no, I mean, kill him, that. apparently. Yeah, to go kill him, definitely. But I just want to clear things up for the people that might forget who Kiyomi Azumabito is. Um, she was one of the first people that the people of Paradise got to meet outside of the island. Uh, she's a part of the Azumabito clan. She was the one who denied to help Paradise open up trade to the world. Um, before the rumbling, she admitted to being greedy, essentially saying the rumbling will help benefit me. And... Um, she was told to lay low until the rumbling uh, happened, and that's how Flock was able to get to her there because she was just, I think, just hiding out in this around the area or something like that. So we'll see what her role is. Definitely, um, yeah, we'll see what dumb shit Flock has to say about it. <laughs> I just like, <laughs> just like it's gonna open just, his mouth. I'm gonna roll my eyes. Is he just like piss at her for just not helping Paradise when she could have? I guess he He's gives just Yagerist a, a bad name. Yeah, he is. <laughs> that should be Kyle not holding a gun to Osmobito's head. Spio's fucking having tea and chilling. Yeah. All right. If we want to uh, just get it right into the ratings, we can do that. We'll start with the rookie as always. This is an interesting episode to rate. Um, it's I, there's just a lot of great character moments, but I feel like it. I mean, it just fits again into that mold of the uh, the past few episodes that have kind of been like this. So I, I just think, for me personally, episodes like that tend to have a little bit of a cap. Um, so I'm gonna say this is like an eight eight point two five. I'm gonna dip my toes into the quarter rankings now. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's what I'm gonna give it. Okay. I think I'll give it an eight and a half because I just, I like these kinds of episodes where it's not like, it's not like the past four episodes or so that we've had that it's just like a build up, you know, this is, and I I think I said this even last time, it's like the tip of the iceberg now and we're going to, you know, we're at like the top of the hill and it's going to all down, you know, after this. I really just enjoyed the character interactions. Like I said, it reminded me of season eight, episode two of Game of Thrones. And while season eight sucked, Game of Episode Two of that season might be one of my favorite episodes in the whole series. So I mean, maybe I have some sort of like bias towards it, but I liked it. Yeah, I to compare the two of them, I I honestly think that that Game of Thrones episode is a little bit better than this one. Oh, yeah, 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 definitely. That was seven seasons of build up for that one yeah exactly yeah no that episode was great that was the best episode in the season i would say that Mm -hmm. i think so at least yeah i feel like that's a very it's a nice vanilla opinion that i agree with not in a bad way yeah all right fair enough 
So I'm a little upset. I gave a, a eight last week because after if I had seen this episode, I would have gone back, still given seven point seven five to last week, and given this week's an eight. But because I gave last week's an eight, I'll give it an eight point two five. I'll hit that quarter mark with Kyle as well. Yeah, yeah. I just I loved it. I mean, I I love getting the reminders of each person's perspective of why they're fighting. Like we got Hanji's perspective of fighting. You know, a couple episodes ago we got Annie's, and this one really hit home, especially. I can't emphasize enough that speech that Hanji gives. And when we see all the the former scouts in the back smiling down on her and it just sends chills down my spine. It was just really a, a moment for me that I was like, damn, this is just, we're getting to it here. If, if Hanji's bringing out the, uh, the ghosts of the past, then we're definitely climbing to the end game here. Yeah, so I'll give point. it a, I'm, and I'm happy with an eight, eight, two, five. I really thought this was better. Th- I thought this was better than last week's episode. Absolutely. And yeah. Uh, also, was, I mean, with the with the Game of Thrones comparison to keep going on that a little bit, too, is that like we knew 100 percent next episode it's going down for fucking 60 minutes like it's happening. Mm-hmm. This episode, I I mean, I didn't watch the preview on purpose, so it's kind of like I'm not sure yeah, if the I'm next episode, sure you know, what I mean, yeah, it's like a huge explosive episode where like everything's coming to a head. Since we have a little bit of time left, let's talk about the title of the next episode, which I finally got for us. It is going to be called <laughs> Traitor. So, Kyle, go to you since me and Alki have read and kind of have an idea of what should be happening next episode. Uh, what do you think, based off the title, what do you think that entails for you? Could who do you think, be- like, do you think it's referring to one person? If you do, who is it? If it's a group of people, who are they? Oh my god! I just like don't even know. I, honestly, because so many of them can reason, be considered yeah. traitors. Like Yelena and Anya Capone are uh, the obvious first two yeah. traitors to Marley. Aaron kind of is a traitor to just humanity in itself because he wants to just his voice. Millions. Yeah, yeah. I'm Reiner. Reiner's my gut guess, mm, so I'm going to say one. it's Reiner. I don't know how it's going to happen, but I just have a feeling that. He hasn't been in the spotlight enough lately. We, honestly, we've gotten some nice Gene stuff. This seemed like this was a pretty big Gene episode, honestly. Mm-hmm. So I'm feeling Reiner. I feel like they kind of gave us a little taste this episode again of him to remind us where he's at mentally. And then next episode, he's going to take a little bit of a spotlight. I like how you said that because last episode felt like a Connie episode. This one kind of felt like a Gene episode. So I like the the trend that you're going with. Okay, maybe next episode could be Reiner. And you're saying Reiner would be the, the traitor to Marley. Like he would start. Or I don't he, even fucking know how, but it's mm-hmm. going to end up being something with Reiner. All right. Alki, any final thoughts? No comment. All right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Keep it spoiler free, um, baby. We, we, missed a, we missed a funny point hmm. of the episode when they're all killing each other uh gene's beating the shit out of reiner levi wakes up hey, you guys are so loud <laughs> <laughs> yeah i honestly it's gonna be interesting if when he's like a, actually awake and like available you know what you know what i realized this is might be a little bit of a hot take but if it's not if if she's not fighting or like killing titans or people mikasa she fucking sucks dude she's, she's fucking very one so emo and one might equate it to the fact that she's an Ackerman, right? But look at Levi. You know what I mean? Levi is an Ackerman, and he is much more quick-thinking, decisive. I think his you know, his is more battle IQ, and that might just be the culmination of experience. Not saying that I disagree with you on the Mikasa part. I think that she only cares about two things, and it's 
number one being Aaron and number two, just helping him achieve his goals, which yeah, well, maybe not just, now, but like fighting Titans. Yeah, she's yeah, she I, didn't have much. I think that a big thing of her whole persona is not only does she love Aaron, clearly her her adopted mother said, look after him. Right. Mm. And I think that that's what's like guiding a lot of these actions and her yeah. words, because I, I mean, I just think her storyline, it'll get more in, in not important because she's obviously a main character, but it'll just get more interesting and we'll have more angles. And when she actually can confront Aaron again. Yeah. I just like, it's frustrating to me as a rewatcher, right? Cause I read the story already. She graduated one of the top in the class. Like she should, all of them are very vocal. All of them have strong opinions. Kanye, even though he's the dumb one, like he's not dumb. He's just dumb yeah. compared to Armin. You know what I mean? And like, mm-hmm. Why don't we? Why don't they give Mikasa more of that? You know, she should be, she should be more vocal. She should have more, like, audible thoughts. That's all I'm saying. It's just like a a devil's advocate thing. But I'm overall, I still love Mikasa. I'm I'm just saying. Yeah. That's going to be it for our coverage of Attack on Titan episode 84, Night of the End. Stay tuned for our coverage of next week's episode, Trader. If you like what you heard, give Bingetown TV a follow on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Subscribe to us on YouTube, Patreon, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or anywhere else you get your podcasting from. Once again, we are Bingetown TV, and thanks for listening. Shinzo! You're listening to the Geekscape Network.